This is a Clark University podcast. Students are clamoring to talk about this. Our transgender diverse students, our queer trans students of color, like they're clamoring for spaces like these. They might be hesitant at first, but quickly the, the vibe is set that they're able to just to talk about this. On this day, Itahata III was getting ready to co-facilitate the first trans and gender-diverse student discussion group meeting at Clark University. He has led the initiative to introduce new affinity discussion groups on campus, giving students a much-needed space to connect with peers who share similar experiences around gender and sexuality. Each discussion group will start with participants sharing their name, their pronouns, and something that brought joy over the last week. I asked E what joy item they would share later that afternoon. I think something that brings me joy right now is the promise and the opportunity to impact change at Clark. I'm in a new position. I am um, excited about students that I get to interact with. E joined Clark in June and spent the summer getting to know students and peers while designing the queer-focused affinity groups and other initiatives. They have 14 years of research and experience doing this kind of work in higher education. I'm Melissa Hansen, a producer in Clark's communications office, and this is Challenge Change. When I ran my first LGBTQ plus resource center at another institution, um, that was when I started the transgender diverse support and discussion group. Coming to Clark, we actually have three LGBTQ plus focused affinity spaces. So we have the transgender diverse support and discussion group, the LGBTQ plus questioning coming out group, and then we also have the QTSAT queer and trans students of color. When I think about my position and coming in and creating support, providing structure, providing sustainability, it was important to bring this group to Clark for our transgender diverse students. They'll be co-facilitated by myself and then another Clark staff member who identifies as trans or gender diverse. I think the importance of that is to be able to provide younger trans folks the ability to engage with trans elders, to see possibility models as the term coined by Laverne Cox, a trans woman herself, to be able to engage and say, you know, this is what's happening in my life. On one level, we will engage and facilitate conversation, you know, like, you know, how are your days? What are your highs? What are your lows? But then also just give students ability and ourselves the ability to engage in like honest conversation. You know, it really is an honest and vulnerable space for not only students to engage with each other and connect with someone that might be experiencing something similar to them, but also engage with quote unquote trans elders to be able to say like, you experienced this as, as well, or you've had this joyful moment as well, and be able to connect and engage and feel supported in that way. He can lead these groups with confidence today. But when they were in college, finding access to this kind of support or the courage to participate would have been a challenge. Being in college in the early 2000s, you know, we didn't talk about sexuality. We didn't talk about gender in a way that allowed for healthy exploration. You know, it was still in hushed tones and I was first gen. I didn't know how to access supports. It was also college in Oklahoma, being in the Bible Belt. I wouldn't have been able to access a group like this. And I think that's some of the reasons why I do the work that I do. As I was navigating gender in my late 20s, early 30s, it was people that I had met at conferences, colleagues or friends that I made who helped me and, and helped me explore gender and what that meant to me. and 
we talked about things like who holds authority over femininity, who holds authority over gender. You know, I have had people in my life, I've had supportive friends, supervisors, colleagues that have supported me as a human, supported me in, in exploring, you know, who I am as a queer person, as a trans person, as a queer and trans person of color. When I think about like what what is important to me or what stories I'm gonna share, I think it's it's that, you know, I'm excited about this work that I'm doing. I, I get to show up as myself and it's a lesson in resilience. It's a lesson in being able to to balance self-care. And, and, and so I think that's something that I always try to work with any of the students that I work with on is like, how are you practicing and building resilience? You go out into the world, you go and get a job, you try to apply for rent, you know, try to find housing. You're going to run into these these situations where things aren't so rosy and clean and amazing. And so how are we helping you build that resilience? It still might be harmful, but it's less harmful because we've helped them build that resilience, do some healing and find community in a support system. College is a time of huge self-discovery. It's something E reflects on often. We understand that students are moving away from home, they're, they're developing independence, but why is it such a space where identity development is possible? Why is it such a space where students are able to explore themselves? Why? I think this is an important time for students of any identity because it, it allows them the freedom of expectation, the freedom of restriction that comes from growing up in a family. You know, when I think about why it's important for students to develop who they are, it's they're really getting to discover themselves, to see themselves or discuss themselves in productive, explorative ways. Queer and trans stories don't all center around trauma. They can be rooted in joy and resilience and perseverance. E's work extends to more than just the students on campus. They're also planning ways to support LGBTQ plus faculty, staff, and alumni. Getting ready to co-facilitate, co-lead, and reboot our faculty and staff LGBTQ plus group. I think in large part and in honor of Bob Tobin, who passed this summer, Bob and I had the opportunity to talk multiple times. And part of their wishes was like, I, I just really wish that we had a faculty and staff group. My peers get to leave, right? They get to take their res life hat off. They get to take their admissions hat off at the end of the day. But for those of us that do equity, inclusion, identity-based work, we're showing up as ourselves. We're showing up as the identities and the intersections that we hold, utilizing the privilege that we have as, as staff and administrators to, to advocate for students. LGBTQ plus History Month at Clark kicks off on Tuesday, October 4th at 5 p.m. outside Dana Commons. Students can gather to find community and tie-dye a t-shirt. To learn more about the Office of Identity, Student Engagement, and Access, visit clarku.edu slash offices slash identity. Challenge Change is produced by Andrew Hart and Melissa Hansen for Clark University. Find other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. One, two, three. Clark! <laughs>